0: Today's episode is brought to you by the Southern Living Plant Collection. To view our plant collection, find a retailer near you, or buy online, visit southernlivingplants.com. From around the world, across the nation, and up your street, it is I, Steve Bender, the Grumpy Gardener. Welcome to the new podcast from Southern Living, Ask Grumpy. One of my foremost goals as a grumpy gardener is to have all of my fans be able to grow gardens that are just as beautiful as mine. I'm here with my co-host, Nella McGuff. Hi, Nella.
1: Hi, Grumpy.
0: Hello.
1: (laughs) How are you doing today?
0: I am magnificent as always.
1: Good. This lady, or gentleman, has a question. My poor hydrangeas were full of new growth and buds... And then a freeze came and turned them all black and crispy. Will they bloom again? Should I trim them back?
0: Okay. This is very common, happens usually late winter, early spring, happens to lots and lots of people. You can't control the weather. Now, when the things turn black, whether it happens to be the stems, the leaves, or the buds, those particular parts of the plant are dead, and nothing much is going to come from that. But that doesn't mean it's the end for your hydrangea. It will bud out again. So if you have a reblooming type of hydrangea, the type that you see in garden centers called endless summer, and there's lots of other ones, they bloom on both new growth and old growth. So even if the growth this year in the early spring looks dead, they'll bud out again and they will bloom. Now, if you have a once-blooming type, the older type, probably the most popular is one called Nico Blue. they bloom only on the growth made next year. So if they get wiped out in the spring and they all turn black, you might as well cut them back because all the flower buds are dead and you won't get any more until next year. Well,
1: when do you cut them back?
0: If you have a reblooming type, you can cut them back. In the winter, you can cut them back in the spring. You can cut them back in the summer, and they will still form new flower buds and new flowers, and you'll get more blooms. If you have a once-blooming type that only blooms in the spring, what I do is, first of all, hydrangeas don't need a lot of pruning. You don't have to prune them every year. So you've got to get out of this mindset that you got to go out there and prune these things. You don't. What you want to do is you go out and you take your fingernail or something sharp like a little knife blade or something, you scratch the bark to see if the stem is still alive. If you can find green underneath, it means it's still alive. If it's brown, it means that part of the stem is brown. So you can prune down to the topmost part on the stem that's still green and don't go any further. Now, if you have problems, you say, Well, I don't know if that's a leaf bud. Or if that's a flower bud, flower buds would be much bigger, be fat and plump. And also, when they start to open, the flower will look like a little head of broccoli. So look for the broccoli on your hydrangeas. <laughs> don't cut it off. <laughs>
1: and don't eat it.
0: Ah, no, don't do that.
1: Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Grumpy.
0: My pleasure as always. Create the perfect outdoor living space for your lifestyle with Southern Living Plants. Southern Living Plants bloom bigger for longer and offer foliage as stunning and healthy as the flowers. They grow more compactly so they fit your outdoor spaces and you can prune less and enjoy more. Dig the good life with Southern Living Plants. View my favorites at plantsbymail.com forward slash Grumpy's Garden and enter Grumpy for an exclusive Grumpy Gardener listener discount. Alrighty,
1: what is our plant of the week this week?
0: Well, this is a new type of fruiting fig. Fig is a plant that is very popular down here in the south where it's hardy where I live. We love the, uh, the taste of all the fruit and does very well in our climate. It's not a fussy plant. And People like to pick it and eat the fruit fresh or also use it in cooking, they'll use it in desserts and stuff, they'll put it into jams and all sorts of stuff like that. One thing that you have to remember about a regular fig tree though is that it gets big. I had one at my house and I, you know, planted it out in the front yard. I had it in a container for a while, but when I planted it in the front yard, it got really, really happy and it grew about fifteen, twenty feet tall and wide, which If you don't know that's going to happen and you put it by your front door, it's going to eat up your front porch, right? And you probably won't like that. Well, now in the Southern Living plant collection, we have a new introduction called Little Miss Figgy. And what's really nice about this one is it stays in a nice, compact shape. It only grows maybe to five to six feet tall, and you can leave it for its entire life in a container if it's hardy in your area, and it produces these uh, really tasty kind of dark purple fruits, and it has several crops a year. What's nice about growing things in containers is that you're not stuck, let's say your whole backyard is shady, and you couldn't plant it in the ground there, and fig does like a sunny location. So if you have a container, you can just move it to the conditions where the uh, fig plant is going to like. This plant really has no serious pest problems at all, but you need to give it some good drainage and um, keep the soil evenly moist. Don't drown it, but don't forget to water it a couple times a week, especially in the hot summertime.
1: Steve, if you're going to put it in a container, what size container? I mean, should you start in a small container, not small, but smaller and then as it grows, you repot it into a larger container?
0: Yeah, that's basically the idea. Now, the the one thing, it may be available at the garden center in several different size pots. You want to plant it, of course, so that it can grow and expand and get larger. You want to plant it in in a bigger pot, but you don't want to plant it in a gigantic pot. And the reason is because when it starts out, its roots are not going to be very spread out, and if it has lots and lots and lots of soil, there's no roots there, that soil has a tendency to stay too wet because there's nothing growing in there taking up the water. So you don't want to move it from a tiny pot to a gigantic one. Get one that's probably about two inches in diameter, wider than the one you're starting with, and a couple inches deeper. Plant it at the same depth that it's growing in the pot that you bought it in. Never plant a plant too deeply because the plant won't thrive that way. Wow, you'd be covering up the roots know. too deeply. So always plant it even with the soil surface in the in the pot.
1: Wow, I didn't know that. That's a very good tip, Sir Grumpy.
0: I just think that this is a really good choice for people who want to have, who love figs, who love fresh figs, but they don't have a great deal of space. This is a plant that's only going to grow four to five feet tall and wide. And so that fits in a lot of different situations. And you can put it right outside the door. You can even use it as a foundation plant if you want to. And it's not going to, you know, it's not going to eat your house.
1: That's great. I think I'm going to have to buy a little Miss Figgy.
0: Uh, I would suggest you do so right after we get through talking.
1: I will. Thank you. (laughs)
0: Thanks for tuning in to Ask Grumpy. This podcast airs every Wednesday and Saturday. If you have a question, you know where to find me. No question goes unanswered on the Grumpy Gardener Facebook page. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. We'd love your feedback. Be sure to use words like brilliant, wonderful, and life-changing as often as possible. If you could rate this podcast and leave a review... That would make Grumpy very happy. You can also find us online at southernliving.com forward slash askgrumpy.